from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Mercy One Studios in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mano, along with Gina Noll. Gina, how are you this morning? I am doing really well, yes. It rained last night, apparently. Yes, but it's good we needed it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Our we grass did. is looking a little brown, but that's that time of year, right? That's August right. Is... That's right. That's the time of the year I stop mowing because nothing grows anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, we're getting Except some rain. Except the weeds. Except weeds. <laughs> I looked out of my backyard today and I saw a lot of weeds back there that I need to tend to. No, I got up this morning and it had rained and we had an awning out over our deck. And of course, we'd go out, Luann went out and drained the awning. Oh, it collected a lot of water. it collected a lot of water there. Sure. And as my kids pointed out, summer's over. They're already getting notices about what to collect for school and, um, you know, pay these fees, get yourself enrolled, take care of all of these things, get your books read that need to be, had to be read over the summer. Well, it's kind of winding it, down. Yeah, kind of interesting because uh, it for the last couple of days it seemed like football weather. You know, early yeah, it, fall. We did know? get a yeah. gift of some yeah, really nice yeah, weather. Yeah. I don't think that will last. I think it'll go away. But uh, well, we'll see how the fair is next week. We may we may be doing this show in a downpour out of the. That's fair. right. <laughs> Our listeners know. may not know that the Iowa State Fair begins. Um, next next Wednesday, yeah. well, with the parade Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and then the fair opens on Thursday. Um, and we will be broadcasting the next two shows from the fairgrounds. So come out and see us Mm -hmm. if you're out there Mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock in the morning on Thursday. Or anytime you're at the fair, the booth will be there. The booth will be there, and we're right next to the uh, deacon's booth, or we're with the deacon's booth. The The diocese deacon's deacon's booth. uh, We'll be out there, too. So I'll be doing double duty at those those booths. So you're a multitasker. You I'm a multitasker. Yeah. And as long as they bring me, you know, fair food to eat, I'll just stay as long as they want me to. Very you know, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of school, we have a show with a teacher today, That's not right. a lawyer. Not a lawyer, so I won't know what to ask her. <laughs> well, I have a few questions. Yeah. Well, you're a mother. You <laughs> I need the would. inside yeah. scoop on what's going on inside yeah, of those this buildings. Is, this is uh, an interesting story. We alluded to it a little bit last week, and uh, we're going to have uh, uh, with us uh, Bonnie Manchester, who is a Fired teachers. He's a former teacher, I guess you can say, uh, because of some of the shenanigans that appeared to be going on in her middle school. And uh, we'll let her tell her story. Um, and uh, I'm you know, anxious every for week, you to hear it. We cover these stories sometimes. You know, they're uh, legal cases, and the lawyers come on and tell us what's going on legally. Mm-hmm. And I often wonder about the individuals behind those stories. And um, I'm looking forward to today because. Um, she really has seen a lot of what um, has been in an uproar over this um, cancel culture and the transgender movement Mm -hmm. and the... the race, the critical race theory. Critical race theory. Yes. And you can see how critical race theory, by the way, is playing out. Um, You know, it starts with critical theory, where you put groups against one another. 
And now you see it's the vaxxers versus the non-vaxxers. Have you, oh, have that you noticed has been that? in yeah, the news? Yeah, that I, somehow now <clears throat> the non-vaxxers. Yeah. demonized people who have not had vaccines. and um, That's critical theory. Yeah, That's I, what they're doing. Yeah, so it really isn't based on anything other than a uh, an ideology. Mm-hmm. It, there's no science behind it because... Mm-hmm. We all know that there's some immunology and there's well, some... Well, the science behind it will tell you that so many of the people that have caught COVID now have that natural immunity. You don't need to worry about them. And there are plenty of therapeutics out there that they're kind of banning because they want you to get the vaccines. But some of these uh, therapeutics out there work very well. I, that's... I'm. I'm hearing more and more of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't hear it in the in the national news anyway. No, nope, you hear it here though. Let's uh, let's say our prayer and Oh, we do. Uh, we need a prayer, prayer for peace this Bonnie. morning. Yes, that's right. Yes. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all the men and women and peace among the nations of this earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And we will be back after uh, these messages. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Edible Arrangements at 2020 Grand Avenue in West Des Moines. Helping people celebrate all kinds of occasions with food arrangements, treats, gifts, and more online at ediblearrangements.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security. Providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Then we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Last week we ended our program with a note about a school teacher in... Um, it's Ludlow, Massachusetts, who was uh, relieved of her teaching duties because she happened to mention some apparently confidential matters about certain children to their parents. And uh, so we thought we'd try and have her with us today, and we do, from Ludlow, Massachusetts. Here is Bonnie Manchester. Bonnie, how are you this morning? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Certainly. Well, we love having you on, and as Gina was mentioning before we... Uh, uh, we went to our break here. Is Normally we have uh, the attorneys on and 
I have a nice talk with the attorneys about the finer points of, uh, of the law involved. But this is nice that we have somebody, a teacher, who's actually involved in this, uh, who's bearing the brunt of standing up for your faith. Um, and, and so it's nice to have you with us. So let me give you uh, uh, a little bit of time here to explain, if you can, your story, how you, what was happening at the school, I guess it's Baird Middle School, that was bothering you, and what happened to these two, the brother and sister, I guess, who had some problems, and then you spoke to their parents, and then the house fell down on you. Yes. Um, I've been working at the Baird Middle School for 21 years now. Um, just a little bit of history on, on who I am. Um, I have three teaching licenses. Uh, I have my master's degree, and I have uh, a double major, which I major in education and psychology. Um, I worked 12 years in uh, special education where I started a behavior program. So I am heavy into the behavioral sciences, and I ran a trauma-sensitive classroom. Um, and that was my strong point. And in doing that, I, you know, I obviously keep my eyes open, take lots of observations, and I was trained to take detailed notes about students and how they were doing and communicating with parents effectively to uh, help their progress. So I did that for 12 years, and I had some personal circumstances in which I had to, um, I changed my job, and I, I got into general ed, and I taught ancient history for, for the rest of the 10 years, which was a wonderful job. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and, and I enjoy teaching students, um, all students. Um, and it, it's a part of my life that I light up when I do it, and I know I do. So I started noticing that there were books going on in our library. A big signal to me is when these posters went up on an open house night uh, that had very, um, oh, the language in it is not something that you would use on a daily basis. It was shocking, and those posters were taken down. That got my attention because I had heard rumblings of these stories about these books and, and kids getting these books. And, and because I te uh, teach ancient history, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the library. Um, I did an activity with my students in the library. I realized I had different values than the librarian had as far as what should be exposed to these children at a certain age. Um, I truly believe developmentally you now, need to be careful of what can, you're doing with these children. If I can children. insert a question here, I, I understand yeah. the, the library director was a cross-dresser. Is that my understanding? Yeah, she was transgender, yes, and she would come in, um, and, you know, some pretty wild outfits, um, and, and pretty much majority of who this person was was all about their being transgender rather okay. than being about other things. Um, I started noticing these books in the library, um, which got, were disturbing to me. Um, and I, I do not, um, you know, I, I am a, a, a strong believer and my life has been on a journey for these 10 years. And when I, keep, when I look at this, I know that there are other people in the community that would not agree with this. So I started having conversations. Now, in 2019... Now, what, what type of books are we talking about here? Pornography okay, or... That's uh, what I'm going to get into. Okay. So this started, in my, this started with a group of books. It's, uh, they were called The Court of Mist and Fury, which had what I would say it was soft porn, um, graphic scenes uh, with people having sex, and a middle schooler was reading this. Um, her mother happened to be a professor at a local university, and so they took her very seriously, and they took those books right off the shelf, as they should have, mm -hmm. uh, without any committee, without any kind, of, uh, any kind of discussion whatsoever. 
these other books started coming up. I had a book, it's called Sex is a Funny Word. Now, this book, a child was reading in my room. Now, this is when I started noticing that there are certain students that are reading these books. A lot of them have low IQ. And so this student was actually just doing what the book was telling him to do. At first, I didn't realize this because I had no idea what the book was. I took that book. Uh, there was a special ed teacher in my room who also noticed. Took that book. I read it. I cried that weekend because I could not believe that my school provided this material to this student. It talked about masturbation, masturbation tents. Uh, tents that you can go, you know, where you can go away from your family and do it in privacy. Um, it talked about uh, vaginas, anuses, breasts, penises, showed graphic pictures of them, how they all look different. Uh, talked about how you touch them, it, it, it makes you tingle. So how um, are books chosen for the library? Is it just the librarian able yeah, to do it, or is there a review committee of some sort? So that there was not a review committee. Um, this is when I found out that there was even a, some kind of a policy about this. Um, they, I had gone on to my principal after I had taken that book and read it. I gone to, I went to my principal, talked about this book, uh, talked about how inappropriate it was. That I had read it in completion. She refused to read it. I told her she needed to read it, and she refused. Um, she refused to take it off. They told me I had to go through this process with the books. I went to the superintendent. I spoke with him uh, by myself just to have a conversation about what's going on with these books. What kind of message are we sending? Are, uh, is this okay? Um, in that conversation, it, it appeared to be friendly. He told me I was the only one that was complaining. And I said, well, I'm not the only one. There's a group of teachers that keep on having these uh, incidences in their rooms with parents, and it, it, it's pretty disturbing. He told me to have them step forward. I did that, and then he accused me of... Um, trying to create a, what do you call it, a petition against the librarian. So then they started charging me with um, hate, well, it was under the hate crime statute, but uh, with, with harassment and that I was bullying the librarian because I disagree with these choices of books and the pornographic nature of them. Um, so it's more than just books, though. That's where it started for oh, you. That's what started. That started for me in my classroom in 2019. As I started to go to my union about it, as I started to uh, investigate further about these books, and I started reading them myself, and that got really hard, too, because these are not appropriate. And if I had children, I would not allow them to read these, especially at this age level. Um, middle school, the way the brain is developing, this is a critical age. Um, and they are absolutely exploiting that um, at this age well, level. And, and that's what involved. I started to uncover. In behavioral sciences, you you understand that 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 disorders their entire lifestyle in into their adulthood when they're exposed to that material at such a young age. Correct, correct. And and the thing is, and all of this is the parents have no knowledge of it. And what so the the books were disturbing enough for me to be able to step forward. Parents started asking me questions. They started asking me questions about policy. And that's when I started watching the school committee and the, and the superintendent and the principal completely isolate these parents and put them aside. Um, I would have, they really just wanted to know what are the rules here? What do we do? How come they're allowed to do this? These are our children. Um, and what they're starting to see is there's a whole apparatus behind this that's going on. And pretty much the, the children belong to the school, and that's their stance that we know what's better for your children and you don't matter and what you want for your children doesn't matter. Now they were encouraging um, this uh, transgenderism, were they not? They, they are. Um, and I, that's the other thing I wasn't aware of. And as I went through this investigation, the more 
they came after me, the more I realized I, I have hit on something and they don't like it. Um, what, what had happened is, uh, the following year, cause what, you know, we had COVID, uh, the parents were complaining about these books. They were reading them aloud at the school committee meetings because there's nothing like hearing what's in these books. Uh, the graphic nature of them, the sexual acts in them, um, and the parents were unaware. So that was disturbing enough. And then the following year, we go back. It's uh, fully remote. I'm teaching from home, and I start to realize there are certain things going on with these students, and they're going to these groups, and I'm watching kids change right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Now, this student in particular that I had, um, I had her brother the year before, and I worked with him on a genealogy project. So I had a good relationship not only with the student but with the parents. Um, over these projects I worked with the kids on. So I had her, um, and I started watching her deteriorate into late November. And she got to a point where she asked me to meet with me privately. Um, I I knew there was a problem. I met with her. She started divulging to me a lot of the problems she was having. She was very depressed. She was having self-image problems. Besides the gender uh, question she was starting to have in her own mind, she was just having normal middle school problems mm-hmm. um, that you see. And, and kids go through that. They're breaking away from their parents. They're trying to find the, the group that they can attach to. Where do they fit in? Who are they? It's a very awkward age. And so they're taking the awkward age, and they really are, are, are using it to, to form these kids' thoughts. This student started telling me how the ideas of, of being transgender started to fade, and use the word fade into me. As she started to watch all of these uh, YouTubes that were being pushed through our school um, Google uh, accounts, so this student is is reading these uh, Google accounts, getting this transgender stuff pushed to her. She thinks because she plays football and is a tomboy and likes to go fishing that she's a, now a boy and she should call herself a boy. Mm-hmm. And, and this is coming straight from the student. And obviously, the fear came in because now she's been taught to be afraid of her parents because her parents aren't going to understand. By the way, all of those books, the ones that I did read, um, all of the parents are made to look foolish, like they don't understand, they're disconnected, and if you, if you have any of these thoughts, your parents are going to kick you out of the house or they're, gonna, they're not going to be supportive. So, uh, like that's we say, quite the opposite. like I've heard in the legal world, it's called grooming. It starts very, yes. very slowly and it, it develops the child into, molds them to what you want them to be or want them to right. have control of. Correct. And so you're, I, I started watching that slowly happen. And then when I realized because of what I had done with the books, and that was very unpopular with my administration because they refused to act on it, and they needed to act on it, um, I started realizing this was a little bit bigger than me and that they were, they were starting to really come after me. Um, and then you can start to see your colleagues start to surround you and intimidate you, uh, isolate yes, you. It- uh, keep information from you, have meetings without you, um, and then essentially say things at meetings to try to get you to, um, I guess, incriminate yourself in a way so they can give a reason to, to fire you. Mm-hmm. So I, I slowly started to realize they're trying to find a reason just to get rid of me. And I've been there for 21 years without an issue. This should have been handled and handled in a, in a very uh, adult, responsible way, and it wasn't. My principal put her hands in her head and said, I don't know what this book's doing in my library, but refused to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm dealing with a lot of immature behavior. Now, after all of this occurred, they made her principal of the year. 
It yeah. was just amazing. I read that. Um, and, well, and, and they Bonnie, not only did that with her, I watched that with others. Bonnie, we're, we're going to have to uh, take a break right now, if we can. We're going to okay. hold you over, and we'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes, all right? Sure. Good. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be back in two minutes. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. Blessman International partners with volunteers and donors to provide sustainable programs for children in South Africa by leading a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with vulnerable children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and the Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. This is Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr from the Uncommon Good. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs like commercial jobs and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. And you're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we are back with Bonnie Manchester, who's a fired middle school teacher from Ludlow, Massachusetts. So, um, Bonnie, as we've been going through this, you've gotten to the point now where the, everybody seems to be ganging up on you. Ultimately, a, a couple of students, I guess, confessed that they were feeling all these transgender, um, having all these transgender feelings or whatever, and they were talking about... Um, Becoming whatever they were not. Right, the gender dysphoria. Right. And, mm-hmm. and and you had talked to their parents. And it sounds like, yes. from what I know of the story, that's kind of where everything then collapsed on you. Yes. Um, so what essentially happened is um, I, the father, it's a small community, um, and, and I grew up in the town, so I know a lot of the people. I went and changed the oil on my car. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to people in public, mm-hmm. and that's essentially what my school has done. They had uh, put in a policy in place on their own, which is not supported by any laws whatsoever, to say that you call this kid another name and participate in this transgendering of this student without their parents' knowledge. And, and it says in the email to actually, if you talk to the parents, make sure you don't tell them. And um, We've had the cases law that like they this stated before. does not apply whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fired me anyways under this law, this FERPA law, which is for students of age of 14 can consent to disclosures of information. But under 14, it is, under, it is for the parent alone to uh, engage in any of these records. It is illegal what they are doing, and they fired me anyway for this. Okay. The parents are completely outraged and have actually been harassed. 
the people telling them that they hate their children and all of this other thing, all this social media, um, it's been completely out of control and projecting. They're actually projecting motives so, on not only myself, but this, these parents. Well, and it's good that your case has become public and the parents are aware of what's going on in the school systems because we watched mm-hmm. this happen. And you said you've been in the education system over 20 years. So you've seen this slow um, uh, process where the schools become the nanny and the they're told the they tell the parents, go home, we've got this. And when in reality, the parents, I grew up believing that the parent was the primary teacher and the education system was a support for us. And when I mention that to a teacher, they look at me rather cross-eyed these days. So it's good for your case to make the parents more aware of what's going on in their children's lives while they're in school. Uh, I should... Yeah, I've never, I, my whole career, I've never lost that perspective. Of mm. I work for the parents of the community. They're their children, uh, whether I agree or disagree with certain views. I mean, I, I'm a Christian, but there are, I have sure. parents are atheists. The parents are atheists. My job is to teach them the best of my ability, okay. um, no matter what. Just... And that's always been my goal. And they forgot that they work for the parent. Yeah. And for yeah. some reason, we, we become the change agent for the state. We're to right. do their bidding. Against these parents, and I won't do it. I uh, just uh, notice everybody here. uh, My column next week in the Wanderer is about this, and I've quoted some of those uh, emails that have been floating around. And uh, I know that you are uh, at least contemplating some legal action. Um, Your union, my understanding, uh, will not represent you. Uh, So you've got a web page up telling your story that people can go to. Do you, can you give us the web address for that? Sure. I have a, Gin, a Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian um, crowdfunding site, okay. and it's a Ludlow Teacher Against Kids Trans Indoctrination uh, is the handle that you can see, and my name is Bonnie Manchester, and it's, it's underneath there. Um, I'm going to be updating the part where um, they have fired me okay. um, <laughs> for this. Uh, my attorney is Frank McNamara. Um, he's a federal prosecutor. Um, I feel very confident in his ability to go forward. Uh, he warned them before they even fired me that they are, they're, they're firing me and it's not even, the law that they're citing does not even apply and they did it anyway. Um, that's, that's really, I, I think the, the, what parents should really consider here is how hard they came at me mm-hmm. for some, for breaking, they broke the law. And then they try to use the process to set me up to incriminate myself. Bonnie, just uh, out, which was out of curiosity, I'm, just for my own curiosity in this story, um, are the librarians and the and the principal and some of these other teachers, are they younger? I'm, I'm trying to determine whether they're part of they, the... Uh, they, are, they are younger. Um, I, w- I would say, first of all, the union is, is completely behind this and, and against me on this whole thing. Um, and I didn't realize that. And I think that what, what teachers should realize, too, is that if, if you're on this side, your union's not with you. And they would have placed somebody in there that would not defend me and allow this to happen. And I would just be sitting on the side with a lost job. Uh, okay. Um, and that, that's a disturbing part. Um, and I know you guys mentioned critical race theory, and it's going to go off a little bit. But your unions are heavily involved with what's going on as yep. far as what your kids are learning. And yeah. we are heavily out of time. Yeah. I'm so with, sorry. Without Desi. Without Desi. 
We, we um, all of their training, everything, we, Massachusetts for sure. Yeah, we are uh, out of time, right up against our break here. Uh, once okay. again, give me that web page address for those who have missed okay. it. It's Gibson Go, Ludlow Teacher Against Kid Trans Indoctrination. Thank my you. My name is Bonnie Manchester. Thank you, Bonnie Thank you Manchester. For having me on, by the Thank way. you, and uh, we'll talk to you again, find out how this is going okay. on. All right. That's it for now. Let's uh, end with our prayer. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial, with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients.